I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Morons. Hi. That's what you come up with? Yes! Hi. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> This is Listen, the third no, time. Yeah, this is a, and third, third time, time is the charm. Tried this and there are three persons in the Holy Trinity. High. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Compared to me inadvertently spelling the word "gay," <laughs> I think it's actually an improvement. Let's go with it. Okay. That. Yeah, I'm leaving this. Let's go. Go with yeah, it. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving it running. I can't take this anymore. Okay, so. <laughs> This is going to be a little bit of a rough first two minutes of the episode. No, I can't it's, stop it's just getting better. <laughs> it's only up from here, Ryan. <laughs> Actually, true. <laughs> okay, so this is a good deliberation, episode seven. Um, I am at AMDG Hardy Heart, or Ryan. I am at Anxious Catholic on Twitter. Uh, my name is Nathan. And, and yeah, you can, you go. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm actually back on Twitter now. Uh, that's a that's a thing. Oh, that's social true. Me- I'm trying to be a little more social on the media. And actually, with that, starting on Tuesday, I'm going to be off social media for a week. So don't talk to me until next Tuesday. Or talk you to know. him anyway and just wait for him patiently to respond. True, yeah. So if you DM me, <laughs> you tweet at me, I won't talk to you. I won't respond. I'll be like every celebrity you've ever tweeted to go to a retreat of yours... Except I'll probably respond within the next week. Yeah. Fun story about that. My my freshman year theology teacher, because uh, I went to a Catholic high school, she organized a women's retreat uh, for some weekend into the second semester and tweeted at Taylor Swift every single day asking her if she would go to this retreat. <laughs> oh, was... <laughs> and then on the last day, she finally responded and said no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> her favorite her ba- her favorite Bible story though was Elisha and the She Bears. Oh, of course. Because you know Elisha and what, the She Bears. What describes a happy like twenty five, twenty six year old freshman year theology teacher, like forty two children being ripped to pieces by She Bears? Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. <sighs> Is it just yeah, so one She Bear? I think it's two. I think. Okay. I think it's legitimately. 42 kids is too much for one she-bear to rip into pieces. So it has to be too. <laughs> I think you're underestimating the power of a she-bear here. Well, it depends on how old the kids are. <laughs> well, actually, the Latin, the Latin kind of um, insinuates that the kids are between, like, seven and nine years old to an extent. So if you can imagine that. That's true. And I do spend my time, my summers, with, with kids around that age, and they are quite a, a hassle. I'm not sure yeah, one she-bear would be enough. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need some sort of protection from all 42 of those small children yeah. running away in panic yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so okay uh topic was... time are we gonna sure. skip skip the cut the banter this time no more banter <laughs> 23 minutes of banter no more banter no more banter picket signs like <laughs> All, th- all three of our listeners, one of them is me, <laughs> we're all rioting so, outside my room on protest. To, um, no more banter. 
<laughs> average out the times of the banter evenly between the episodes. Yeah, something like that. So maybe 30 seconds next time. Four was it or five a, minutes. a friend of... No, my, one of my brother's friends thought that the... Um, like, jokingly thought that the amount of intelligence in the world at any given time was static. So, like, the more people there were on the Earth... You would get like <laughs> huge extremes of like really smart people, and then mostly everyone is dumb, and they're just getting dumber the more people that come, or everyone's getting dumber because the intelligence is so spread thin. And I'm applying that to the amount of banter we do. It's totally static, <laughs> and will will vary. Its amount will will vary. The more episodes we do, it'll get thinner and thinner. <laughs> or like episode four, or it'll be like we can't talk to each other. We just have the topic. Yeah, There's no or, discussion. Or it reaches the other extreme where it's just banter because it's the static amount. <laughs> Forty minute know. crunch episodes will have nothing on our two hours of banter. <laughs> e- that Ethan and Patrick. <laughs> just every episode is gonna become like a like a take that. To the crunch until we we gain a listener base. Honestly, no, literally, it became it was catching foxes roasting them because I was I was at sequence and they had the catching foxes meet up and Ethan and Patrick were yelling around with Luke from catching foxes. Uh-huh. And then it became weird Catholic Twitter messing with Ethan. Right. Because we don't know what he's a part of at this point. <laughs> And now I it's stop us. trying to figure it out. It because he like he's part of it, but he's not part of it. Yeah, I saw like he, a like, meme the other day that was like it had who the weird Catholic Twitter people yeah. were, and Ethan was there, and his description was, "How did I get here?" It's literally it, he parodies <laughs> them, and then they accept him as one of their own, and I yeah. don't understand. Irony, man. I... <laughs> Just. I think if I weren't so invested, I would find it really, really funny. <laughs> I don't even understand them. It's it's the weird leftist section of yeah. of Catholic Twitter, and I just it's let me let me tell you this much. I'll tell you this for free, Ryan. It's cool. mostly funny because it's not funny. Like that's <laughs> that's like the it's irony just... they love. <laughs> Sergio. I mean, there's more to it than that, but gosh. Sergio, Sergio, Sergio. Sergio is pretty like in between. I don't want to say he's in between, but he's he's, he's like, lame. Like not lame. He's tame. he's like his own entity. To cross the he can't be he can't be restricted to one portion. He's fluid. He, it's yeah, not, he's it's fluid. not he's binary. Viscous. He's viscous. He's very viscous. Okay. Anyway, let's yes. get on with the topic. <laughs> I like how Dude. we were about to start it. And then bantered for, like, three more minutes. We can't stop ourselves. No. Okay, Ryan, please uh, read for me the poll that I posted on Twitter, because I don't... Actually, I do have Twitter up on my computer at the moment, but... Okay, so you're just I lazy. I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I'm just lazy. Okay, sweet. So, to all 630 of your followers, you tweeted out, Who is more poor, the person who has, A, some money, or some education with no money, or, B money but no education and i'll leave the the percentages um, secret yeah secret, secret until the people decide to vote on it yeah let them vote see what see what the results are 
It might. I think it runs out tomorrow, so they're not going to hear it anyway. Yeah. Actually. What's well, eleven hours like? If you guys are up at seven a.m. tomorrow morning, um, look at this. <laughs> Just, I can extend the time too. You can do that. I think so. Oh, that's so cool! I'm totally. Or maybe I can only do that when I'm like tweeting. It. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think I can. Only cool, one. Yeah, look at that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, look at it either way. See the percentages. See the final results. I want to know, Ryan, who do you think is more poor? Well, I I voted um, the person that has money but no education, but I also put the stipulation on. The education has to be good education. It can't just be, you know, like indoctrination, okay, or whatnot. All right, it's got to be quality. I think that's a fair, a fair stipulation to put on it. Like real, assuming that it's real education. Yeah. Assuming, that, assuming it actually that it's has real value. money. <laughs> yeah. Assuming that we're not giving somebody in America yen. Right. Right. Well, I'm thinking um, yen, China. <laughs> but... Um, yen is Japan. Is Yen Yeah, Yen is Japan. Oh, this is a mess. I'm looking this up. <laughs> oh, oh, welcome man. to Good Deliberation, episode 7. <laughs> oh, it is Japanese. Yeah. Right. Cool. I don't even know what the Chinese currency is. I'm not going to look it up. I'm actually not sure either. So. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but yes, so yeah, I answered yeah. money, but no education. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one for, like, controversy on Catholic Twitter, but this was an instance where I actually sort of wanted to cause controversy. I was, I was hoping more people would respond. Yeah, I was like, rip. That, like, would tweet at me than did. Um, I think it's just because most people didn't see it. Um, but I, I want to know. Like, I want people to respond. Like, who, okay, who do you think is more poor? Who, who suffers the worst poverty? The person who has no money... But has some education, even just some, or the person who has lots of money, or is well off, whatever you want to say, is mm-hmm. is materially comfortable, but has no education or no quality education. Hmm. I want to know what people think about this because I um. <laughs> it's kind of like like I don't I don't know. Um, so what posed the question? Like why did? Why did I think about it? I mean, well, yeah, like, I mean, my, that's better than my wording was going to be, but yeah. Okay. Work. So obviously, like in general, in our political atmosphere today, like the idea of. I don't want to limit it to to socialism, but okay, give money to the poor. General principle, like okay, that's a good like thing that people Hood should politics. do. Like a Robin Hood politics, yeah, give money to the poor. Generally speaking, broadly speaking, that's like the political mindset of a lot of people today, whether they're socialist or not, whether they're uh, distributist or not, whether they're mm-hmm. even even um, conservatives or Republicans. I think it goes all across the board that people think people generally speaking think that giving money to the poor is probably a good thing. That's why charity exists. Yeah. It's just like um, how you, how, it, how, how you do it. How yeah. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you, if the government does it, conservatives would say that's terrible. Like in terms of like taxation and whatnot, taxation right, right. theft. America. Yeah. 
But, yeah, if you're on the left side of the aisle, you would think, you know, this has to be done because people are inherently not going to do this on their own. Or Right, right. But, yeah, and some of the mindset is that. Right. At all. And I'm of the mind... I don't know. I don't know what I'm of the mind of, but all. I, but what I what I have observed in myself is that I recognize the reality of material poverty. Mm-hmm. I recognize it. Um. I don't know what I don't necessarily know what to do about it. I don't have a lot of money to throw around. Um, True, we are in college. Like we don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't um, have that luxury like and it's not that I, I i can't ever donate it's just that and it's not that i don't ever donate um mm-hmm. it's more it's more that i don't i don't necessarily know like a practical solution to that problem um and not that it all depends on me but i think there's there's this aspect of me that so i rec- i recognize material poverty the reality of material poverty i see it I see it before me, and I know I know various ways to maybe approach it. I don't have a like a a full practical solution for it. Um, I I try to give where I can, but that's you know yeah. this is going to turn into a huge justification. I don't want to do that. Um, mm. You know I, I definitely don't give as much as I should. Um, that being said, I also see around me. At least I, I am inclined to perceive this as someone who is pursuing education. Uh, in the midst of my pursuit of education, especially for me as someone who, who believes I'm, I'm pursuing, this is like a high educational pursuit, um, even in my own college, and then looking back to, to high school and, and thinking about high school education, the ways that schools educate children in general, um, or just people, whether they really at any age, one of my concerns is kind of like a, po- a poverty of education, where I recognize that if people were educated, like better educated, some of some things, some very important things would be different. Um, mm-hmm. See. It's weird that you mention. Continue. Sorry, I was like, oh no, no. Coming back on that later. Okay. It's weird that you mentioned that, but continue. Okay. I'll touch on that in a second. Okay. Basically, it's just. So it's this recognition. First of all, so I recognize on the one hand the reality of material poverty. On the other hand, I also perceive an apparent reality of intellectual poverty, Mm -hmm. where it seems that people are are in a similar manner that people starve for material things, like material needs, because um, clearly they need them. Uh, people, in a very different way, starve for their intellectual needs to be met. And the different... Uh, part of the, the difference is that I think in the, in the latter scenario, when people are intellectually starved or malnourished, they don't recognize it because they're mm-hmm. it's almost like they the lack of education in the first place or the lack of proper education prevents them from perceiving it in themselves in the first place um, mm-hmm. 
you can't perceive what it, like what doesn't exist it's yeah like, or like sense. what you don't know that exists um, yeah whereas like the bodily needs um are very apparent because you feel them through your senses so basically i my what i want my question to do is to help people th- I, I want my question to like prompt people to think about um where they value how, how they value these things um I really want it to be a question for everyone. Like, how how do I want people to think about how they value education and knowledge and wisdom um, compared to how they value money and material comfort and um, material wellness, you know, being well off, having the basic material necessities of life because those are needs those are really important uh you can't live without them but i'm also yeah yeah i I, i'm inclined to think that the the value of of intellectual needs is also very very high and um i do think people people value it it's just a matter of I, i want people to really think about how they value these things um, mm-hmm. and maybe how they prioritize them too. And I'm not saying that there's one way that's better than another, but certainly I want people to be able to perceive both needs and maybe that will help people meet both needs. I don't know. Um, it's a very difficult question and deliberately so. Yeah, that sucks to answer just from the, the <laughs> 20 seconds that I looked at it. I was like, yeah. crap. <laughs> I um I almost put in a third option to say that like oh they're both equally poor mm-hmm. and I did it first and I tweeted that and almost immediately it was like no I want people to have to like make a hard decision about it I want to know like where people's values are so I deleted that tweet and then just re- remade it with only the two options okay yeah and I'm not I'm oh. not sure that they are equally poor I don't know. Yeah, that's gonna be that'd be really good to discuss. I mean, just in once things have not fills it up, but once like once the poll is done, and we can kind of try to expand upon that as well. Right. Just like even even over that sphere of um, influence over that social media. Yeah. Like I kind of wanted to go back to the um, the poverty and education that you were talking about earlier, because <clears throat> at least in my experience, I went to what I found out was one of the top like. 10% um, Catholic private high schools in the country mm-hmm. in terms of preparedness for college and what it teaches you and what it prepares you for. Like our average ACT was 27 to 29 mm-hmm. at my college or my high school. But then I went to college and taking, whenever I first got into like philosophy courses, I realized even with that, how little um, you, I was taught to think critically. Yeah. And that, like, that that almost makes me, or from that point on, I realize, like, I I kind of have held the value that everyone should take a, a, at least a course like that in high school and then a course at the freshman year of college because mm-hmm. you you go through high school and you essentially, I mean, people hate when you say, oh, you go through high school memorizing stuff. Yeah. But compared to what you have to do with some of the coursework, or even just within the subject that we're studying. Yeah. 
it really kind of, it it almost amounts to that. Yeah, no, and yeah. I think that that has a huge. I think you're right because that's how that's how people are taught to learn memorization mm-hmm. and regurgitation, and um, it's. I think it's really detrimental to to people's intellectual growth and development. Um, mm-hmm. It really puts the, it almost literally puts them in a box puts their mind inside a box because they only know how to think one way they yeah. don't know how they don't know how to look at the box from the outside um, yeah, you, you don't think multidimensionally what's yeah, in that yeah. like I th- the, the quote that I heard at one point which I guess doesn't isn't a perfect analogy but it was we're not taught to think anymore we're taught to process which hmm. If you, I mean, and they were using process obviously as in like what the calculator would process like a, a math problem, not as in like processing a situation, which is why it's not the best analogy. But yeah. I mean, thoughts on that? Because I, th- I think you kind of, I don't want to say agree to things, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. Right. Yeah. I can't remember who said it or when it was said but yeah like we're in the like that's kind of where I, I think that um especially within our our country today uh, you see like i i'm inclined to think that if you don't have that education like you're talking about yeah you may not have the support for your family as much as you'd like yeah. or yourself but are you really are you really wealthy if you don't know how to process the world around you yeah in terms of like how things are supposed to work and how they do work yeah or if you aren't um if you aren't and this will sound redundant but i'll explain what i mean if you aren't well educated and by that i mean that you're able to reasonably approach basically everything that that comes to you um so one example would be i think that someone who's well-educated when controversy arises. They might be angry, um, but I don't think the way that they respond is going to necessarily be angry. As in, I don't think that they might post an angry rant on Facebook or or mm-hmm. shout in the streets uh, about how angry they are. Like This is my underhanded way of saying that I... I don't think that the people who handle problems by by riots and protest are are um, well educated, and that's not entirely true because certainly, like certain people are, and certain groups are, like um, the civil rights movement. I think that's really good, and yeah. um, clearly, Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. was very educated. He was a very oh. educated person. Clearly, um, my point is though. Broadly speaking, if people people don't learn, pe- people are educated, kind of to learn facts and not how to be people. Uh, whereas a real education is conducive to your growth and development as a human being. And I think that be- under that light, becoming well educated is this is kind of the, kind of synonymous with becoming well adjusted. Because if I'm well adjusted, I know that outbursts of anger or violence aren't a good way to handle 
my issues with the world around me. Yeah, like you may be internally peeved, but you know that's not conducive to fixing the problem. Right, right. Um, and so I recognize that in the person, in the person who is very angry and who's like actively expressing their anger in in um, outbursts or in, in what whatever very strong, intense kind of heavy-handed means that they're using, I recognize mm-hmm. that there's something substantial to that and that, like, yeah. there's a legitimacy to that. Like, I understand, like, the feeling mm-hmm. that is motivating that and I understand the hurt that that fuels that. Um, mm-hmm. But in my understanding that, I also recognize that in through the behavior, I recognize that there's, another, there's a stronger need there and it's a need for, mm-hmm. for a contentment that they... They want, and I think they, they do want it, but they don't have it, and it's because they don't know how. Yeah, it's, and that's why I I kind of side, not not with or against protesters to an extent. Like, I think it's ridiculous that you're, that people go out there and protest and riot in certain, in, in less than peaceful ways. Right. But you've, and I'm, I'm with you where you kind of have to, what, the, um, the ridiculousness of it doesn't come from the riot, but on, on my end, at least, it, it comes more from the fact of couldn't you fix this better? <laughs> like, yeah. couldn't, you this, couldn't you do, like, not fix this better, wow. Intelligent sentence structure. Yeah. <laughs> could you, like, couldn't you, you know, solve this problem in a much more, like, cohesive Right, I know right. It's like, but s- to, to certainly, get, there must be a, a better way. It. Yeah. Yeah. Or conducive. Yeah. Conducive. Yeah. Conducive. Yeah. Certainly, there must it's be midnight, a better guys. way. Uh, it's midnight. It's okay. Um, oh man. So, yeah, it, it, I just now whether or not that person who's in that situation certainly there's a, a certain kind of poverty there. Um, mm. That's. I think it's very it's very disheartening, but I mean, I think it is actually it's it's very sad that people don't um, people don't know people are so restless that they don't they don't really know how to handle themselves. Um, people don't know how to let themselves be fed intellectually mm-hmm. um, I'm yeah, not sure that makes sense I'm not sure that's a great way to describe what I'm trying to say <laughs> um, I mean tell me if I'm wrong but maybe it's like and I'm gonna use the analogy again because I don't I, I don't quite understand um, but hopefully this will help help me and help you clarify a little bit but kind of like when the going gets tough you don't have to give up and kind of just like throw the books you 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 can sit there and find a way to work through like whenever whenever you're in the middle of a problem on cal in calculus you don't just grab the whiteboard off the wall and chuck it across the room right you can sit there and look at the problem you can study the problem you can study different aspects of it and yeah. try to figure it out that way yeah and people don't necessarily always and this is like you know myself included yeah. don't always know how to like internalize that and just 
yeah yeah approach like a problem that way like a real life problem Mm -hmm. where you try thinking it through and even if you can't figure out what to do you can kind of figure out what not to do Mm -hmm. um it's harder in in, in, like in actual like in actuality because you can't just sit there and do it it only a lot of times it comes in almost a split second kind of a of a thing where if you're in a discussion with somebody or if you're in a workplace situation, yeah, it's yeah. it's not like you have ten minutes to disc- to figure it out. You have yeah, in sometimes some you have to situations make situations literally seconds. Yeah, yeah, on the spot decisions. Um, yeah. So the overarching point of this being, um, I yeah. really want to prop people to consider how they how they value these things because I don't think anyone I don't think there's anyone who doesn't value these things recognizes the importance of meeting material poverty and the importance of meeting intellectual poverty um but how i want to know i guess or maybe i don't need to know but i I would certainly like to prompt people to think about how they value and prioritize those two different types of poverty um Mm -hmm. so i i don't know i'd certainly be open to people talking to me about this so if you want to talk to me on twitter dm me Tweet at me, yell at me. Don't be too don't don't be too mean. I'm sensitive. <laughs> no, but or you could yell at me. That's fine. We could. It'll start something anyway. Um, you can yell. I will rationally think through dis- the discussion as an intellectual <laughs> and continue <laughs> the conversation. I will demonstrate. Yeah. <laughs> for the masses. So now I have another question. That's in okay. a similar vein, but it's not quite the same thing. So let's say, Ryan, that let's let's go back in time a little bit to something like the civil rights movement. Okay. And I'm not going to try and get too specific here because I, I won't be able to keep all the details cohesive or coherent or whatever. But I, for the sake of, of argument. Mm-hmm. For the sake of discussion, let's say that there is a lawmaker in this city who is deeply racist. Okay. But it's already been established that, like, okay. So, so in this in this city, lawmaker deeply racist, um, but. Black people are protesting because they want a certain law. Say they want like a law of seg- segregation repealed that this lawmaker put into effect, and so they're protesting. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Is it better for the? Let's say that they through their protest. They're able to change the law, convince the law changer or the lawmaker to change the law. Is it better for the lawmaker to be convinced to change the law and remain racist? Or is it better for the lawmaker? To, to be brought to an understanding of racial equality 
and I realize that these two these aren't two mutually exclusive things. Yeah. Um. But again, it's I, I'm. I'm trying to question how people. I I want to gauge the weight that people put on these different things, on uh, ver- the material consequence, the changing of the law, and the the sort of. I think it would be a. A spiritual or intellectual change in the lawmaker mm-hmm. by which he has a change of heart he is he he recognizes the equality of of races and is no longer racist against black people i hmm. i want to know what people would say so i'll, I'll probably make a poll about this on twitter too maybe or if I don't make a poll, I hope someone will talk to me about it because it's an interesting topic. But again, it's something that I'm not totally sure because clearly there's a need, there's a material need, like we need this law of segregation repealed because we have a material need for whatever, shopping at the same store, sitting anywhere on the bus, using the same bathrooms, etc., etc., mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, going to the same even, churches. I mean, even, like, in a sense, equal dignity. Right, know? yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a need for that to be recognized on a social and legal level. Mm-hmm. But is that more important, more or less important, or equally important, than being recognized as equal on an individual, personal level, by a certain person? Um hmm. Because you could change the, you could potentially change the laws without changing, without actually changing the lawmaker's mind about yeah. about black people. Yeah, assuming the protests are done, you know, like correctly and not. Yeah, exactly. So say everything goes off without a hitch. Matter. Yeah, say everything goes yeah. off without a hitch, and they successfully the the social. You could say that the social dynamic changes in such a way that it is better, is more beneficial for. The lawmaker to change the law because otherwise people are going to, you know, he'll, he'll lose some sort of status if he doesn't. But that yeah. won't stop him from being racist. He's still racist, and maybe people would be okay with that if he just doesn't express it. But I don't know. I want to know how people value him actually changing his mind, so that he's no longer racist. So that he goes from how do people? How much do people value? his actual change of heart hmm. in which he goes from being racist to no longer being racist. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't no know clue. either, Ryan. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I still, I'm still struggling with it. I have no clue. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'd be... I mean, I won't be on social media for the week, but... Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, cause maybe it'll maybe it'll continue once I get back on, or maybe still be gone. Yeah, because yeah, I, I I genuinely want like want some sort of discussion to have it because I whether or not we reach an answer, I think the conversation is really really important because yeah. I definitely perceive today in society. I think a strong emphasis on the former mm-hmm. where a 
okay, if it, if it, if we change the law and the lawmaker keeps to himself, it doesn't actually matter what he thinks. And I'm not saying that that's wrong so much as I'm saying I don't know how the value of him actually changing his mind compares. Does that make sense? And is the, yeah, and like, and is that... I mean, I guess it can't be an objective, you know, it is or it is not. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's... But... Also, I mean, just in terms of, you know, the faith, what would be more important? Yeah. Like, what would, you know... Because I'm not... And I may be greeted with someone quoting directly from the catechism on this issue, but, like, I'm not sure the magisterium actually tells us, or, like, the church actually tells us... Yeah. the the changing of the law would be more important than the individual understanding. Yeah, and I, I have no idea. And I certainly think if we were to return to the, the previous scenario, like providing for the materially poor versus the intellectually poor, mm-hmm. obviously the, the, um, the works of mercy come into play here and uh, mm-hmm. the corporal works of mercy and the preferential option for the poor, like Catholic social teaching, it, like yeah. the whole notion of distributism and, and things of that nature, those clearly are really, really important. They are of a high value. Um, it is important to provide for the people who do not have the material needs, their material needs met. Yes. People need those material, they have, they have a right to those material needs being met. Mm-hmm. Do they have a right to their intellectual needs being met? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, and is it weighed similarly? And does the church have an opinion about it? Have did they have like something written about it? I have no idea. Yeah, don't, that, yeah, that will be great to have for the next and we can and we can discuss the the results next week yeah just for a short bit too yeah that'd be but good yeah, I, have, so, I don't even know what to add to that engage me in discussion listeners and um we can discuss we'll talk about it again on the next podcast potentially because i think it's it's probably an ongoing conversation that is worth to keep ongoing for starters and then second to to uh bring up again it probably bears re revisiting definitely definitely um again i don't have an anything yeah to add this is not up. an answer this is not an answer podcast no this is one of those things where like you kind of just awkwardly leave the conversation as is and just say hey guys <laughs> someone smarter than us please answer this question someone that knows a lot more than we do yeah do it right <laughs> um, um yeah i'm also trying to look up just metaphysical stuff on these questions as well <laughs> but or not metaphysical but like etymological etymological understandings and um mm. on what the on what the importance of these not even just like the 
the issues themselves, but on yeah, what's valued on education just through the years and how that transferred. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess um, yeah. Talk with us on Twitter. We'll talk with Nathan on Twitter. I won't be there. You can yeah. talk to me. I won't talk back. <laughs> um, but please talk to me. And, I'd, I'd enjoy this aspect of social media. Um, yeah. As much as... <laughs> yeah, no, I think it'd be good. It's apparent. You've this posted is, me. I am asking for, for Twitter debate. Come on. <laughs> this doesn't have... This is, you guys are so good at this. <laughs> this. He doesn't... You literally... You understand. He never does this <laughs> this is not nathan as you would know. i don't know i like i i'm all for like discussion and debate i just get nowadays i get so exhausted by it and i don't know i don't know what changed in me because i man <laughs> i can be pretty confrontational about this sort of thing um and i still am to some degree but i don't know man i don't know things happen as as Stevie Nicks once sang time makes you bolder even children get older and I'm getting older too and I don't know if I've actually gotten bolder I think I've actually gotten less bold so ignore my Fleetwood Mac quote (laughs) ignore all of this or all All of this yeah that's I I won't be mad if you do (laughs) but yeah um Follow us on Twitter, Nathan, again, for probably the seventh time this podcast, so you don't forget, at Anxious Catholic, give him a follow, Woo! tweet at him about this stuff, talk with him about things. I am at AMDG Hardy Heart, uh, you know, AMDG Ad Majorum Dale Gloriam. Hmm. And then, yeah, so we are on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're now on Google Play. Whoa! Because I got an Android phone and I can't even listen to my own podcast anymore. So <laughs> that's under review. That should be up within the next, you know, twenty four hours or so. Dude, um, Google Play. Up on Google Play. So hit us up cool. on Google Play, and by that I mean hit Ryan up on Google Play because I don't use my Google account for yeah for anything really. I'm like other like than the handguns, <laughs> other than like YouTube, I'm not gonna. But I could use like iTunes or Amazon Music, or I'm going to use, I think I'm going to use Google Play. Google Play is like Google Plus, the Google Plus of music. It's so obscure, (laughs) and no one uses it, but Android doesn't have its own podcast app. Yeah. It's really stupid. Mm. Get on that. Can we we talk about, this doesn't have to be an actual conversation, but since you mentioned the podcast app, I just want to complain for a second about how terrible the podcast app is on the iPhone. Apple, you really need to you really need to clean up your act. Also, why is the iMovie app so terrible? It is awful. It is it like was good before. GarageBand least... is like such a solid app and it's so functional, but iMovie sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> I've never used GarageBand, so it's downloaded on every iPhone. Yeah, I I uh I have used it and Oh well quite quite well and i haven't even tapped into its full potential like if someone who knows how to use GarageBand can really do a lot of cool yeah. stuff with GarageBand. i don't know if anyone actually knows how to use imovie in the first place it's just <laughs> so not functional and it's not user-friendly 
true. By the way, guys, so, um, just as a segue into that, not on iMovie, but... Find us on iMovie. <laughs> or not, apparently, since you can't use the thing <laughs> at all. Find us um, on iMovie. But yeah, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, it helps us kind of get known, which... We're not known, which is, I guess, okay. Like, comment, and subscribe really helps us out. <laughs> True, we get paid for this. Like, we we do, no, we don't. This. I'd love to get paid like, for this. Like, comment, and subscribe really helps us out. Um, but yeah, leave a, com- <laughs> <laughs> leave a review on iTunes. Yeah, sure. Oddly enough, you can't really do it um, through the podcast app very easily. Of course you not. You can do it. It's just a pain because Apple is stupid. Hashtag Android Master Race. but you can do it if you want to download the monstrosity that is iTunes onto your PC or if it's already downloaded onto your MacBook Um, you can do it through there fairly easily you just type in good deliberation you'll see the um, icon for our podcast and leave us a review well maybe I might screenshot one or two if they're like cool and, if they're if they're cool, <laughs> and tweet them out, and if they're constructive criticism, you know we'll take it to heart. But again, as Nathan said, he is very fragile. Please don't be too no, mean. Please. I hope you're so mean to me. I hope you're like the if you. I hope you you've never been meaner to someone else in your life. I mean, you can hope <laughs> that, but no one. I mean, I don't want to see a grown man cry. So <laughs> please don't be. Mean is it to is me, it right? bad to like review my own podcasts? And then I can be the one who's like, this thing sucks! <laughs> I'll tweet that out. I will totally tweet that out. But okay. Alright. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up. I'm like, already subscribe. You're, you're up at 1 in the morning in your time. Yeah. So. Oh, man. And I've still got things to do today. Oh, gosh. I still oh, have that English assignment that I haven't it, been able to do. Since it is technically the 20th now, I'm going to take another page off my calendar, my Latin calendar, and let me read you the Latin quote of the day. Only you would have a Latin calendar. O quater, o quotiens non est numerare, beatum, which translates to, o four times happy, o countless times happy, attributed to Ovid. I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but it's the first day of spring already? Oh my gosh. You happy spring, everybody. Happy spring. Pagans. All right. That's it. Because that matters. Okay, yeah. We're good night. We're gonna go. Bye, guys.